Hey all you beautiful people, it's another episode of Manchild Movement Connect show with me, Dr. Fez, and I'm bringing you another phenomenal guest. Now, she is a medical doctor, business owner, yoga instructor, and she teaches other yogis to be yoga teachers. And you may have seen her on Survivor, it is Dr. Ines Umbijo, really excited to brick her brain and see how we can connect the dots. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show, where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fezim Kize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us, Dr. Mbijo. Absolutely. It's good to be here. Nice mm. to chat about the things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. So, can I call you Anesu or Dr. Mbijo? You can call me Anesu. Okay. That's I fine. I can call you Anesu. <laughs> it, it is amazing because you have so many titles. And you're somebody who can almost be seen as somebody who's holistic in terms of how they approach life. Where did that passion come from? I think it comes from feeling like a little bit of an outcast or an outsider. Mm. You know, growing up, I was always a tomboy, wasn't really a fan of frilly dresses and skirts. And already then, you know, being a young girl and not really relating to a lot of the things that young girls are supposed to do, mm. I think very early on that taught me that it's about me forging my own path. And I think that's something that I've really kept with me throughout my journey and growing up. Mm. And I'm, it's very interesting because, as you know, this is a show that tries to get people to understand how they may be able to reach a certain point. And you are somebody who's taken an unconventional path. You're somebody who says you might not have fit in, but why have you gone into so many spheres and how do you keep them balanced? I think... It's really about a journey of searching. You know, mm. I went to medical school, so did you, yeah. obviously, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, having to manage the stress and the competitive nature of medical school and then being a doctor was something that I grappled with. And mm. I found that just sticking with one, let's say, exercise regime or one form of movement wasn't really giving me the flexibility that I needed from my let's say, extramural activities mm. and the things that I did outside of work. So mm. I stumbled on yoga because I was looking for a movement kind of outlet that wasn't competitive. I didn't want to compete with people. I wanted it to more be about me and my stress relief. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's that journey of searching for different activities that you can do either to bolster your physical well-being or your mental well-being that then shows you the fact that there's so much out there and it doesn't have to be an either-or situation. You can do whatever really makes your heart sing. So now you're talking about what makes your heart sing and I do know a bit about you, the fact that you love to help people, the fact that you are somebody who was within the mindfulness space because you like to do that, help people and benefit yourself. How do you go about doing that while still doing the yoga practice, the business, and just as a doctor, where, how is that all being juggled? And do you find yourself sometimes dropping the ball? 
I think everybody drops the ball. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing that I'm very grateful for, at least, is that my spiritual practice is informs the way that I run my business. So, you know, my business partner and I have always said that we're going into the business that we're doing because we want to have impact. Mm. And that's because a big part of the yogic lifestyle is, yes, spending time on yourself, spending time to reflect on your healing and to reflect on the person that you're becoming. But aside from that, it's about taking that journey within and using it for the betterment of others. And I think that's where true fulfillment comes from when you're doing something that you love, but that also impacts the world around you. And it's our practice, really, the fact that I constantly am meditating, constantly going onto my mat, putting myself into uncomfortable positions so that I can almost train myself for those similar situations off the mat in the business world or, or even at home life. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen your social media, and if you guys haven't, you need to go there. Um, it's at Dr. Anesumbijo. Yeah, right? it's just my name. Dr. Anesumbijo? That's it. Yes. <laughs> you got it, it. it. It's one that isn't as intimidating as some others that I've seen because, I mean, you'll be there and there's like a person doing like a side thing and a side. And there's, <laughs> there's a caption which resonates with you. Generally, the captions will speak about things like mindfulness and breathing, but I also find that the images, though, can be quite intimidating so you don't engage with them. Is that something that you try to do actively as somebody who's trying to be mindful and understand that everybody's different? Yeah, 100%. I think the unfortunate thing about the yoga and, and actually the wellness space mm. in general is that it seems to be for the select few. Yeah. And part of that is, yes, you know, different degrees of access and the financial means that it takes to perform these practices. But I think another part of that is that people are used to seeing a certain type of body doing yoga nowadays. And the tradition of the practice, which is one of being inclusive, a practice that anybody can do anywhere at any time, has kind of been eroded by the commercialization of yoga, where mm. now it's about, you know, what type of tights you wear? Do you have <laughs> the best brand of yoga mat? What do you look like? Filming yourself doing your practice on Instagram. And I think having made inclusivity a big part of the work that I do, I always make sure that when I am showing yoga, I'm doing the fundamental poses, you know, mm. the standing warrior poses when I take a picture, or I don't really like to share, you know, my own practice because it, it kind of sends across a message that everybody's yoga practice should look the same. Mm. And if you're doing yoga, that your body should look a specific way, which isn't true. Yeah. So I think when it comes to representation, especially in wellness, you know, thinking about the images that we use, the language that we use yes. in these spaces, and looking at what can exclude people versus what can bring everybody into the conversation and make everybody feel at home. And I love that because that makes me braver to maybe post my Shavasana <clears throat> corpse pose and feel like maybe I'm... You're dropping a couple the, of names You know, there, I just wanted you guys to know that uh, I did okay. research this and I, I found a pose okay, that's very good for me. So Shavasana, you guys should try it at home. But you're a calm person, like sitting down with you, speaking with you, and also knowing you just off camera. You're somebody who is, seems very calm, seems very much in control of everything. What are some of the tools that you use? Because it almost feels like that's a reflection of the internal that you would maybe tell people at home um, as business people, as people who are always on the go. What are the key things you use to try decrease those levels of anxiety? 
I think before we even go into the tools, mm. I think the main thing here is to also reframe the way that you see your well-being. Yeah. You know, a lot of us tend to have destination syndrome when it comes to our health. Six-pack, summer body. I want the six-pack. Mm. I want to be able to do a handstand on my yoga mat. You know, I want to look a certain way or I want to feel a certain way. I want to have that work-life balance and have it all the time. Mm. And these things are elusive. There, There is no destination that you will get to to a point where you feel happy with yourself if you've pinned your happiness on that endpoint. Yeah. And so I think it's about reframing the way that you see well-being and to remember that it's something that needs work in every moment. Mm. You know, we are constantly shifting and trying to bring ourselves into balance. And so a lot of the tools that I use are little pauses or reminders in my day that just bring me back to the present. Sure. I mean, we can talk about stress and how majority of the time when we're stressed, we're either ruminating over the past mm. or focusing on the future. future. And so any time that you remember to come into the present moment, regardless of what you do really, mm. automatically brings yourself a deeper sense of peace. And that can look like for me, it's taking a couple of deep breaths whenever I remember practicing some box breathing, which we can maybe do together a yeah. little bit later on. Um, yeah, it's, it's taking a moment to list the things that I'm grateful for at the end of my day or while I'm washing the dishes, really smelling, you know, the smell of the dishwashing soap, looking at the beautiful bubbles in my sink. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, that concept of self-care and well-being is a lot more accessible because it means that you don't need to go for weekend retreats or constantly be investing money into Enjoy. learning all of these new skills, but instead finding time in every day to come into the present moment using the things that already bring you joy. As you guys can see, she's lobbying for dishwashing um, <laughs> and maybe like sweeping, you can do it as well. So just, just help out in the house. That, that's, that's all it, that's we're kind of saying. We can get some Zen and some mindfulness in those kind of practices. but. We generally have 20 minutes on the show, um, and because you're somebody who is so knowledgeable, I'm sure we're going to have uh, more often. But before you go, I always like to do this on the spot. Three names. Three names? Three names. And I'm going to tell you what the okay. category is. Okay. You are an inspirational person. You're somebody who is within the wellness space, um, quite knowledgeable, not just about the physical, but the kind of spiritual as well. Who are three people that you would name right now that you find similar inspiration from, just like the people who kind of follow you and watch you? Three names. Can I, can I throw a spanner in the works no, into your whole, this whole she always show throws, structure mechanism over here? What's the just, okay, I'll give you the reason. I'll give yes. you the reason. I think, you know, in spiritual spaces, mm. I found from personal experience that it can be quite dangerous to attach yourself to the teacher or to the person oh. as opposed to attaching yourself to the philosophy yeah. and their teachings. And, you know, it doesn't take much to Google yogi gurus who have been doing some problematic things mm. or, you know, just general leaders who have shown the fact that they are human and that yeah. they do make mistakes. So I'm going to just say there, yeah, I don't know if, if I could point out, you know, maybe... You could do the, the usual, you know, let's talk Oprah, you know, she pushes mm -hmm, mental mm -hmm. health and well-being. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I, I haven't modeled my life around Oprah sure. and the choices that she's made. Sure. Or Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, you can talk about Goop and the fact that she's shown that experimental practices are, can be mainstream. 
But again, there's some things that I don't totally agree with when it comes to Gwyneth Paltrow. So at the risk of being cancelled for um, choosing a specific mm. name that yeah. inspires me and then finding out later down the line that they have made some human errors. I think, especially when it comes to your well-being, this is not about emulating somebody else's life or using their life as an example, but using the philosophies and the teachings around it instead. So, I don't know. (laughs) There you have it, guys. Always beating her own path. Somebody who clearly is uh, moving from internal out. Won't even let me have three names. I mean, everybody gives me three names. Someone has to put you in your place, Dr. Fez, you know. <laughs> but this is why she's somebody who I think is um, is a great kind of leader when it comes to being yourself, thinking freely and taking things that you find are going to resonate with you, working on those and not necessarily just ingesting everything somebody says. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, Dr. B. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure. Are we still going to have time to do our breath work or are you, are you, is this calmer? So, so, so they're giving me thumbs up because I didn't get my three. I think this is why she didn't give me my three because she wanted to do the breathing. So everybody at home right now, if you're listening or if you're watching, she's going to take us through um, box breathing. Yeah, we're going to do some box breathing. Explain just, what it is as Just well. a couple of minutes. We sure. won't take too much time. Sure. Okay, I'm ready. So if you're watching, just come to a nice, comfortable seated position. And that's really important. If you are practicing these self-care practices, reframe your posture, change how your body's mm. feeling, get up, walk around, come and sit back down. And then we're going to make sure that our spine is nice and straight, no slumping wherever you are, resting the palm of our hands on our thighs or on our knees. And we're going to close the eyes, right? I'm going to keep my eyes open just so I can make sure that he's doing the right thing. But what we're going to do is take a deep breath in through the nose, breathe at your own pace, your own depth. And then open the mouth, sigh your breath out, relax your shoulders. Maybe you even want to wriggle them, roll the shoulders back a little bit. And now we'll start. Take an inhale for four, three, two, one. Hold your breath in for four, three, two, one. Exhale all of the breath out for four, three, two, one. Hold the breath out for four, three, two, one, keep it going, inhale, four, three, two, one, hold the breath in, four, three, two, one, exhale, four, three, two, one, hold the breath out, four, three, two, one, final round, take an inhale, you can count it out now, it's that four counts, hold the breath in, Exhale the breath out and then hold your breath out. Beautiful. And when you're ready, take a deep breath in for as long as you need. Long breath out of the mouth for as long as you need. And then you can gently flutter your eyes open and there you have it. Really easy to remember. Just imagine that you're creating that box. It's a count of four, four sides to a square, all of those things. And that should be a nice, easy tip just to bring yourself into the present. Do it as many times as you remember during your day and you will be amazed at how different you feel. There you have it. Another tool that you can use to connect all the dots that will hopefully allow you to also kind of blaze your own trail, just as Dr. Mbija has done right now. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me.